0: Hello, my name is Paul Harvey and I am a midlife coach and you are listening to a life, passion and business shortcast. Now, over the last few years, I have spoken to hundreds of people and I've discovered that our story is everything because what we do, feel or experience is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. This shortcast is a bite-sized episode to explore the ingredients of a good life. We bring out the thoughts, tips and tools so you can try them on for size. So let's explore and see see what is possible. Hello and welcome to A Reflection. So this time last week I had got home, I got into a very hot bath and I was relaxing having completed the Loch Ness Marathon. I am now officially a marathon runner and I'm in that very small slice of humanity that used to be about 1% but now I think it's probably closer to 2% because running is so popular. But it has been the culmination of a long journey. I committed this year to completing the marathon. And now I don't often do goals. Well, I do, but I don't call them that. I call them intentions. And part of that reason is that I find sometimes goals can be overwhelming. Whereas an intention, moving in the direction of something, feels somehow easier. And I had thought about I would move towards the marathon this year. This would be my marathon year. I had started running in my early 50s, no, probably, yeah, early to mid 50s, and I had never thought I could get to that distance. I did a 10k in 2018, having thoroughly enjoyed the process of getting there, but the marathon always felt that little bit further, that little bit far away. I joined a running club last year and thoroughly enjoyed the journey and realised that it was possible. But I had some problems, I had some things that needed resolving. As an older runner, someone coming to this so late in life, late 50s, it was a challenge to get my body ready to take on this level of endurance. One of my issues is that my heart rate would go too high when I started running and This is a classic car we're talking about here. Revving, over-revving the engine is not something you want to do. So I had to train my body, train my heart to operate more efficiently at lower beats per minute. And ready to take on this challenge. 26.2 miles, 42.19 kilometers is a significant distance. And not only do you have to be physically fit to achieve it, there's also the issue of nutrition. Nutrition and mindset because part of the battle of running a marathon is getting your head in the right place and there were times on my journey that I can assure you that my head was in the wrong place but why share this journey with you today why why is it so relevant for you to listen to my journey it is said that actually running a marathon is a celebration of the journey that it takes to get there That's the thing about completing goals a lot of the time. We look at the goal as the objective, but actually it's not. It's the journey to get to that goal that is far more important. It's about what we learn and discover along the way. So my original plan this year was to do a half marathon, a half marathon in May, and then go on to do a marathon later in the year. And that plan was completely scuppered when I got injured in April. And I really thought that it would take a long time to solve that injury. I had a problem with my foot caused by the shoe failing and digging into the side of my foot when I was running. And I was off training for probably, I think, probably 10 weeks. And I had no realisation how And how big a deal running was for me. Because I couldn't run, my head was in an absolute mess in those 10 weeks. And I realized how addicted I was to the idea of actually moving my body. And that's just amazing to realize how important it has become to me. So I got myself some decent shoes. I got myself a new running program and I started the process. I started looking at how to get my body ready and more importantly, how I do that and avoid injury. So since April of 2022, I have run 610 kilometers and that has meant running every single day. Pretty much the furthest I ever ran during my training was 20 miles. And they say the marathon does start at 20 miles because you never run more than that in your training. And they're right. They, it does. It really does start about that point. There's that an interesting parallel with achieving a goal because often the last bit to achieve what you're setting out to do is the hardest. In this particular course uh, in Inverness, there is a nasty hill at about 17 miles in called Dawes Hill. And it is a monster. And most people walk it. And I have to say, I walked it. It was not something I was going to run up. But what I wasn't prepared for was the pain I had coming down the other side of that hill and running into town, running back. The last five miles of that race were probably the toughest running I've done in my life. And I ran and I walked. I ran and walked because the pain in my legs was so extreme. But it wasn't just the pain that was extreme. I had waves of emotion coming in. And I tell you, I cannot tell you what that emotion was. It was just bubbling up and out of me. It came out of me as tears, as just like, just bursting out of my body. And I still don't know what that emotion is. I had the same emotions or the same feelings actually when I crossed the line. I made the commitment to run the last kilometre despite the pain. And I managed to run through it, crossing the line at four hours and 35 minutes. It's funny, even though it's only it's four hours, 35 minutes. And on some level, I'm a little disappointed because I wanted to get within four and four and a half hours. And what I do know is that I probably would have been at that point if I hadn't stopped a couple of times to take photographs and use the loo. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how that how that panned out. I had looked at the course a few days earlier, and I realised quite how hilly it was, and quite how many gradients and there were in it that I would have to reconsider what I thought would be a good time for this course. But anyway, four hours thirty-five. I'll take it as my first marathon, and it gives me a place to improve. So where to next? As I said, it was the journey that got me there. It was the daily running that became so much part of my life. I allocated at least an hour a day to my marathon journey. That would either be cycling, it would either be yoga, it would either be running. Every single day I did something towards that journey and that is what I want to get through to you. When we have a goal, when we have something that we want to achieve, we need to do daily action towards it. Because when you tick it off on a daily basis, it makes a difference. It gets you to the finish line. But the more the point is, you get to enjoy the journey and the process. I really enjoyed my training. There were days I I, I think I I never grew tired of the training. I always, always enjoyed it. Even the long runs, I enjoyed it. Um, the the other side of marathon training is that you have to teach yourself is how to eat while you're running and what to eat and explore that pro and I and I started that a bit late I should have started that a bit earlier so there's a learning for me in that I didn't plan what I was going to eat over those four hours early enough um, there's some interesting physiology around that if you if you're interested you have to eat early in the race because towards the end of the race your stomach stops working and that's when you need the energy most so you have to get it into your body at the beginning I have learned so much about my body in that time and the exciting part for me is I am fascinated about how fit could I get I am the fittest I have ever been in my life but what does that mean and what is the optimum for me what what more is there what what more is possible and that is what is so exciting. Having completed the marathon, I've now got this new window, new door open. It's like, how do I run that last five miles without pain? And what would be possible? I've got to the point where I'm even considering doing a, an, a, an event around this idea of health and fitness and about how we achieve optimum health and fitness as we age. It is nice to have completed this in my 59th year or my 60th year, if you, if you look at it from that perspective, because next year I'm 60. And that's a whole different journey. So this podcast for me, partly today, was an acknowledgement and a celebration of me achieving that goal for myself and to explore that with you guys. What has been surprising for me is people said, do you feel proud of yourself? And I kind of go, no, not really. I feel as though I don't feel proud of myself in terms of achieving the marathon. And that's really strange, isn't it? But But I think that's the point. That's what happens when we set goals like this. Goal itself is almost not important. It's the journey to get there that was more important. I am proud that I committed to the process and got myself over the line. And here's what I'm also really proud at is that I got up on Monday morning expecting to be crippled, and I wasn't. I got out of bed normally. I walked around the house up and downstairs, normally. Yes, my muscles were a bit sore but I was not crippled. I would, could easily have walked around and do things. And that proves to me that all of the training was so worthwhile. I, the effort I put into it kept my body safe, kept me from injury. So where is the value in all of this for you? What intentions do you have? What has been a long-term dream for you that you want to head towards? And can you set daily actions to get yourself there? Now I had the advantage of having a really good plan and if you're interested it's the book called 80-20 Running by Matt Fitzgerald and that lays out what I had to do every single day and I think that's the difference. If I'd have had to construct my own plan I probably would not have achieved what I did and I think that's what makes the difference between achieving a goal and not achieving one is having a plan to get there and finding the help that you need to do this. Be it a book, be it a a coach, be it a mentor. But the point is, unless we have something to guide us along the way, achieving those goals can be very difficult because we get lost in the the process or we lose focus somehow. So that's why I am very thankful that I have had the book. And it's interesting, I'm wondering how to apply that to other aspects in my life where I don't have a plan. I would be interested in your take on this, so do reach out to me. And that's it for me for this week. Our next podcast is out on Wednesday with Richard Blank. It's a fascinating story about call centres in Costa Rica. In the meantime, you can check out the website, which is lifepassionandbusiness.com. There are loads of resources there for you, plus over 300 interviews to whet your appetite. All based around the five questions, which you can find also details about in the resources tab. If you can support us by giving us a five-star review on the app of your choosing, it will be most appreciated. And also share it with a friend, because that's how people like yourself find good podcasts. Anyway, as always, thank you so much for your time and attention. I'll catch you next time. All the best.